So, right, podcast, right? Episode four of our weekly Triple Thrill podcast. Again, I have Samra and Justin. Unfortunately, I wasn't here for our third episode. I'm sort of glad I wasn't because it sounded very depressing. <laughs> I heard a bit of it, and I'm like, nope, I'm... I can be so depressing. I, I mean, what? Said, it's, it's going to be the same shit. I think we okay, said last week, we're like... We, we said before we left off the episode, we were just like, I hope that next week we'll have more, more yeah. really to talk about and watch. Unfortunately, we don't. We're, we're not going to talk about the Oilers today. I mean, yeah. I know you guys talk about game one and two. We're not talking about game three and four. We're, no, we'll, we're not. We'll, we'll save the Oilers talk later on in the offseason. Uh, I will say, though, I will say game four was super fun, even though we ended up losing in the third OT. That was like a really good game to watch. The Oilers lost three of the four games in overtime, man. <laughs> just, yeah. Hey, the Leafs have lost the past two games in OT after coming back from three goals and two goals. They, they should have won the last two games. They should have. Yeah. If, if they choke, okay. Uh, the only Oilers-related thing I want to talk about is just a question. What's worse, leading three-one in a series, right, and choking it away like Toronto, or to be swept like us? What's worse? Are you already asking me this? I think it's worse to be swept, honestly. If you can't win, that means you're you're even worse because you don't have the mentality, you don't have the experience, you don't have anything to show for it. So I I, I would say I would say the the sweep, and also because of how we were swept. Uh, game yeah. three, we had the four one lead, blew it, lost an OT. La- last game, third overtime. I, I I heard the Oilers dominated the second overtime too. I'm not. We, I didn't really see the highlights, but yeah, honestly, were, that's what I heard. You could just feel we were going to lose, though. <laughs> it's just no one could finish. Like, Dry had two great A's in the slot. He couldn't finish, and I was just like, we're going to lose. It's like, like the it's the way the Oilers got swept. Like, it hurts. It, hurts. It, it, it was a weird sweep. Well, I would rather us have just gotten dominated in those four games and just be like a clean sweep or clean sweep rather than the BS that we saw. That was, oh, that hurt. That hurt a lot. Well, I don't know. Getting wrecked is too painful. That means like then there's no hope anymore. Guys, can we stop? (laughs) Can we save the Oilers talk for like another two three weeks here, please? Yeah, (laughs) we're gonna talk Oilers. In two three weeks, when all the major tournaments are coming along, we don't. We just forget about this shit. If if we're gonna talk about Oilers, I legit need alcohol. Like I cannot do this. Like I cannot. Yo, like on what on June 11th, we're going out drinking, right? We just go out drinking, come back to the podcast. Okay, what, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, honestly, for a podcast idea, especially when we, when we like, you know, tear back the bandages and we, like, review kind of, like, the season and what happened in the playoffs, Rahul and I need to take shots <laughs> anytime we make a point. And Samrat, you have to moderate. You Like, you have to moderate like the conversation, yeah. you have to be the one that ask, that's asking us questions. I feel like this is gonna be very fun. This is gonna that's, devolve into just like us crying. <laughs> that's gonna be an uh, epic podcast. Okay, so we're doing this next week, by the way. Next week, this is so, this is gonna be next week. I thought we were doing memes next week. So what we're doing, we'll push off memes to the following week or the week after. We're gonna okay. do discussion talk next week. Um, Rahul, buy a bottle of your favorite tequila. Or shots, we're doing this. Nice I mean, thing. I already have a ball of vodka, so I could just use so that. You do vodka, I'll do tequila, and then Samra's gonna moderate. Okay. That's what All we're right. doing. That's what we're doing Friday. 
Okay, uh, next next Friday we're doing the Oilers or next Saturday regular season and postseason review. Yeah, next. Yeah. Okay, we'll but the, we'll start with the playoffs and then we'll talk about the whole season. All right, sounds good. But for yeah. this podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about a topic that we've been planning to do for a while, but we've been pushing it until now, finally, and that's the NHL player safety. So. A few weeks back, uh, three weeks back during the regular season, I believe, uh, there was an incident between the cap in an, in a Capitals and Rangers game, where a player named Tom Wilson on the Washington Capitals basically wrestled down uh, Panarin, who plays for the Rangers, and wasn't suspended. He got fined for five thousand dollars but was not suspended, and there was a large outcry from hockey fans throughout the league that he should have been suspended. So I guess first question to you guys, uh, obvious one, should, in your opinion, should he have been suspended and for how long if he, if you guys think he should have been suspended? I don't know how many games, but like, you know, it's considering like the player right, in the context. Like he has a history of this. It's almost like he, you know he's well known for like taking cheap shots and taking runs at guys. Like I, like I, in in, do, in like doing some reading into this, like I think Paros is just a puppet. Like really, right? Like it, it's 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 Batman. It's the guys at the top that control it. Like yeah, Department of Player Safe. Like DPS doesn't do anything. Like they don't do shit. If we're gonna be honest, like and Par. Paros, like Paros, like he he has no power, right? Like he's just basically a shill. Like he he's just he's just doing what they're telling him to do. I I don't know. Like I as a like honestly as a product, right? And a product as a, as a viable product, right? And I don't want to go into a huge tangent, but I do. I just have to mention that like when you look at sports, like you know, like conferences, um, you know, sports leagues as a product, right? So NFL, probably most successful. Then the NBA, then you have Major League Baseball, then you have obviously soccer, soccer is so many, like Premier League, like Champions League, like whatever, Spanish League, like La Liga, there's so much, there's so much there. But I think out of, I've said this before, I think out of all the major sports leagues in the world, the NHL is the worst run. It is it is in the terms it, of player safety. No doubt. Yeah. Well, not just no. In terms of no, everything, it's overall, yeah. overall, actually, yeah. in terms of everything, I would say in terms of like publicizing their players, in terms of supporting their players. But yeah, like I mean, player safety kind of branches out to everything else, right? So for player safety, I think it's not just this Wilson incident. That's ice. It's not just an isolated thing. It's not just the Kadri incident. It's just you know, like. And we talked about this through the other week, like the, the inconsistency in rating, right? Like not protecting star players. You know, Crosby, arguably, I mean, his concussions. You, you can you can say like a lot of his concussion history may be caused by rating, right? Maybe caused by refs not calling the rough stuff when they need to. And we're seeing this with McDavid now. Thankfully, he hasn't gotten injured too too much, but. You know, we're just not getting calls, right? And I'm, we're obviously biased. We're Oilers fans. I'm not saying that, oh, they should have called way more in the playoffs, like whatever. But I think that when the refing, the, the style of refing completely changes, there's a 180 between what's being called in the regular season 
to what's con what's constrained. Let's just say obstruction or interference, right? What is considered interference is already super inconsistent in the regular season, right? But in the playoffs, even more inconsistent. You have, we have no idea what obstruction or interference is anymore. I dare anyone to watch that la the game four with the Oilers and the Jets and tell me that there shouldn't have been interference called like literally every two minutes when they were in the opposing zone. Tell me that, okay, for both teams, right? And yeah, it's not just the Oilers. Yeah, it, it's not just Oilers, but that's Jets, so. just to link this to player safety, though, right? It's like I have no faith in the league, and obviously with this Wilson situation with other incidents in the past, right, I have no faith in them to make the right call to enforce suspensions, to enforce penalties, you know, and, and the appropriate penalties and, and to, the, to, um, to the appropriate players and um, at the times that they should be handed down. Not only do I have not have faith for them to make that determination, I don't have faith in them to even make the calls to protect the players on the ice, including the star players. So from top down, right, the NHL, I just have to say, is such a shit show. Uh, Justin, sorry to cut you off here, but uh, I think you're delving into, like, the conversation a bit deeper that we would have liked to get into later. But for now, let's just start with what was going on with Wilson, and then we can extend it to what was going on. No, I am going because, on a rant about like, the NHL as a shabby <laughs> product, okay? That well, is the I mean, point. I like <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay I with that. I think we gotta, but I, I think Screw we should Tom Wilson. Screw the NHL. I think we should just start with some of the incidents that we want to talk about that happened recently, like the whole Crosby. Well, and I don't care, Sam, I don't care because I hate the, I hate this league. Okay, I but answer this. this but answer it though. How, how long do you think Wilson should be suspended for? If you want to, well, I told really... you, bro. I don't. I don't know because it's based on precedent. That's up to. It's like I. I feel like you know. Pop nine no, games. No, you pop personally player. though. No, forget, forget about forget about the board of player safety. Like, if you were in charge and you had the ruling, what would you want? Me? Yeah. <sighs> At least nine games. Right. So. Okay. At least. Yeah. See, like the thing is, like usually I like I I like to be lenient when it comes to like any form of punishment, just because like I don't think it actually I don't know if it actually has as much of a positive impact and like well I know some people don't give a shit about that Brother, what, he did, also, what he did was borderline assault no I mean it was so that's the thing like with Wilson's history and then you know like you're like player safety is supposed to take that into account like I remember um well I don't actually remember because I didn't see it but like when I was reading through comments about people talking about this on, on the internet uh somebody did mention that one player was says like was suspended, I think, half a season or something like that because he had a history of, of, of like, you know, like injuring, harming other players. And, he, and this was, was like... I think that was Rafi Torres. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was Rafi Torres. Oh, is yeah. it our... Oh, shit, was our boy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, but, I wouldn't call him our boy. But I, no, he wasn't playing for the Oilers at that time, I don't think. No, but I just mean... Yeah. In well, I mean, he's, he used to play. Yeah, he used to play for the Oilers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, like, that's, like, that's something that should be done, right? Okay, I... Should we do it for Wilson's case? I'm not sure if it should be a whole, like, you know, 40-plus games, but I'd be okay with, like, at least, at least, like, 15, 20 games because this this is, like, what, the umpteenth time? The problem was it wasn't just Panarin that he messed up, right? Like, he was punching Bushnevich on the ground. And, okay, sure, you could say he got the fine, but it, it's ridiculous to say, like, this is acceptable behavior when you're – when you're pretty much thrusting a player down to the ice like that, 
you have the not the potential like it's not just the potential to end someone's career right there it's the potential to pretty much cause long-lasting brain damage or like any type of like cranial damage it's it's or even like you know any neck or spinal like it's ridiculous like that's not okay right like you, you can't just say like oh yeah panarin was okay because he's able to slam his head ha- like arms out first so he wasn't able to hit his head but like that's ridiculous right like that's just because he got off, I mean, he still got injured, you know, because they were still scuffling after. That doesn't mean it's okay to give him a, lean, a more lenient sentence or, like, uh, I guess, punishment because Panarin didn't end up getting hit on the head. Or, like, he didn't end up losing, like, he didn't end up, like, his injury wasn't, like, going to end his career, Guys, right? Sorry to cut you off, but uh, the fine for Wilson wasn't even on the Panarin uh, incident. It was on Bushnevich. Yeah, right, no, I, yeah. I know. I just wanted, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we, I wanted, I wanted, uh, like, Wilson to be punished for both the Bushnevich thing and Panarin, but like uh, you guys have said to me before, and people have also said online because they're aware of the rules, uh, you know, the, the whole ragdolling a player kind of thing isn't really covered in the rules. So there's not, uh, so, you know, the quite like, the so whole thing is like, people are like, well, you can't, like, the people on the player safety can't actually do anything because it's like, you look at the rules, it's not there. You can't just make it up on the spot and be like, okay, screw you, we're just going to bend some shit and be like, we're going to suspend you for whatever. But then the other problem comes is what Justin was saying before, where like, you know, the league has to work to actually put that into the rule so that it can be enforced. Because if it's not there, then nobody can enforce it. And then that becomes a huge problem because Crosby did something similar. Can't remember who it was against. Uh, you know, so I can't remember what team. Someone on the Flyers. Uh, yeah, I forgot like, the name. Th- like they were well. putting him into like an arm, like an arm bar or something, or a headlock. I can't remember. It was one of those. Like, I think it was the uh, arm bar or something. So Crosby retaliated. And okay, it wasn't as bad because, you know, Wilson, like Panarin is like quite, he's a young guy. He's not as heavy as Wilson. So like obviously when Crosby was doing it, the effects weren't so ridiculously like, uh, out, like he wasn't outclassing his opponent in weight or anything like, or strength. But that's still not okay, right? Like just because like, oh yeah, the other guy was as tough as him. He can handle it. That's still not okay, right? Like the, the intent and then actually going through with the action should be, uh, what's, what should be considered as punishable. Like, not like, oh, yeah, this guy didn't get hurt. Well, it's okay. Right? Because, like, that's ridiculous. Because once again, the, the I guess the risk, the risks are too heavy at that point. And just because, like, okay, it doesn't happen all the time doesn't mean we should just ignore that these people have done something that, that, that shouldn't be in, like, oh, frankly, I don't think it should be in the game. Like, this isn't even fighting properly. You're just... This is not how people are supposed to fight anyway. You're just trying to throw people down on the ice and, like, put them in, like, arm bars and headlocks. Like, what is this? Like, punching people on the ground? Like, what is that? Like, what these, is this? It's a joke. These guys aren't professional wrestlers. This is not WWE or anything like that. So it really should not be part of the game. And the problem is this has been part of the game since the very beginning. And the NHL execs haven't really done anything about it. It's basically been up to the players themselves, uh, the player association, to cut down the fighting, cut down all the hits and whatnot. Uh, yes, the fighting has gone down, but that's because most players don't want to be fighting anymore. It's not that the NHL execs have put in a rule that's saying you shouldn't be fighting as much now. It's basically all on the players right now. Bro, these guys are like, we don't want CTE. We see what's happening in the NFL. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. CTE. 
Yeah, with the NFL, they've done they've done a lot better job than the NHL for sure in t- protecting their players, like well, especially with the QBs. I mean, can we can we talk about player safety and roughing? Because I think the two. Hey, are, Justin, I, I feel like the two are intertwined. Oh, hundred percent intertwined. Sorry, Justin. Yeah. Before you get into that, I just want to mention something that will probably lead into what you're saying. So, with the whole um, like for people who didn't actually watch the Capitals Rangers game, they actually played like a game right after that incident, like that game where they had that incident occur. And this is another problem. So, you know, player safety comes on and be like, yeah, we, we find Wilson for that Bush and this thing. No suspensions, nothing on Panarin because it's on the rules. Guess what happens? The Rangers take the, they take it into their own hands and start beating up. The exactly. Second game. Well, that shouldn't happen, happen, right? That's, 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 that's the, the flaw. That's the that, flaws in the rules, flaws in refereeing, flaws in... That, that's the point I wanted that's to bring up. Of course, of course yeah. the team's going to come out and start being yeah. pissed off at Caps and trying to take yeah. it into their own hands. That shouldn't it, be happening. That shouldn't no, be happening. If, if, if Wilson was fine just one game, if Wilson yeah. was just fine for that one game, that wouldn't have happened. There would be no fighting. Uh, no. Yeah, there would have been a lot even of... It, even if Wilson was just suspended just for that one game. It will probably wouldn't have happened. But... And that's the point I wanted to bring up to you, or sorry, not to, just, just wanted to bring up next. It's just, that's how refing is interconnected with this whole player safety thing, right? It's just, it's because of the failure of these referees, the failure of the league to establish, like, um, to, to, to establish strong rules, right? To establish strong guidelines as to what should or should not be acceptable that leads players to taking things into their own hands. Which is very, it's not only archaic, it's dangerous. Yeah, definitely. This is not the, this is not the 80s, right? Back in the 80s, it was a wild, wild west of like North American sports. Even in football, you (laughs) know, they, they weren't calling like roughing the passer. It was just, it was literally just, it was a dogfight, right? And that wasn't good. Which is why the NFL, people call the NFL soft now, but I actually do like that they're protecting quarterbacks and they're protecting skilled players a lot more. That's why the product's more viable now, right? You have star players being able to live up to their potential because they're not getting concussed every single play, right? Yeah, right. Not yeah. tearing their ACLs, not breaking their legs every single play. But what's ending up happening with the NHL is that, you know, if you're if we get lucky enough that McDavid doesn't turn into Crosby in the sense that he's not just going to have the shit knocked out of him for the next, like, 10 years, um, and that he'll be still be able to play at, you know, this high of a level for his, at least his prime, Um it's it's that even if he's able to do that, right, the way they're calling the game right now makes me very anxious as a fan. It's not just yeah. – we can talk about the lack, you know, the lack of calls and that we deserve more power plays later on. That's a different topic, right? But yeah. it's – you know, it's it's allowing certain things to you know to to, to allow allow them to allow them to go. Like, I don't know what's that. There's a term for it, but it's just like it's it's like you know when the commentators are like, oh, I, I really like that they're letting the boys play, right? They're like, I let it, right. they're just letting them play. It's like sure, but at the same time, it's like it just turns it it turns this game into just. Like it it just becomes nonsense at a point, right? It becomes so arbitrary because it's just. Yeah, you know, referees, we can just decide to let them play. Let them play. We're not gonna, we're not gonna call penalties. We're not, not gonna do anything. A game shouldn't be dictated by how an official decides to call it. You know, the style right. of game that they decide to call it. I'm not saying, you know, moment to moment instantaneously, I'm gonna make a call. I'm not gonna make a call, right? You know, in football, right? You don't have like a style. 
right? Refs, when they see defensive pass interference, you know, even if it's sketchy, if it's 50-50, they're still going to call it, right? Right. NHL, too much of the power is in the ref's hands. It's literally like, I'm going to decide how the the flow of the game is going to call. Or, sorry, the flow of the game is going to go. In the playoffs, for our series, and again, like, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's, it's inconsistent and it's so frustrating because you see this in other series as well, not just ours, right? But in our series, they didn't give a shit. They're just like, you know, I'm just going to let things go. I'm going to let the boys rough, rough each other up and then whatever, right? And they're blatantly not calling, like, super obvious penalties just because that's the way they're going to call it. What's yeah. maddening about that, though, is that you can dictate a style of refereeing in a given game, right? And how that, and again, linking that to player safety, right? It's that style where, you know, and, and maybe it's just a lack of education or training on the refs part too, but when you have that Washington, New York situation, right? That's when these dangerous situations can arise. It's when you decide to call a game a certain way, right? Which is against your training, I think, right? We don't know what their training is like, but it should be against what an obvious, uh, what, what, Rush should obviously be calling, right? Things that are blatantly penalties, things that are blatantly dangerous, but just because their priority is on calling a game a certain way or a certain style and they ignore these things, it's not good, number one, for the integrity of the game, but number two, it's just not good for the players. It leads to shit like we've seen with Washington, New York. It leads to enforcers being the league, players thinking that they need to, like, man up and they need to, like, protect their teammates, whereas... I'll say this as a fan that might be enjoyable, that might be even fun at times, and we're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy, right? Like, we're really getting into it, but that's not good. That's just not, that's just not safe. That's not good hockey, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, the problem is that the league's been in operation for so long, but yet, you know, this has never been really resolved. It's never really been worked at. Like, okay, so, yeah, they have player safety and everything now, but, and sure, like, you know, it's not like they let players get away with everything, but it's still a joke. Like, what you said before, like, where's the real progress with this in the last few years? Like, why is something like this still allowed, right? Why why can you, like, smash people onto the rink and nothing, you can't get anything because there's nothing, it's not in the rules. Like, why is that still a thing? Like, what is apparently so hard for these people to be like, to understand that this is dangerous, right? Like, people can get seriously hurt from this. Why is this something that it gets, like, not put into the rules, not accounted for? But, you know, other types of, like, um, of actions are included as punishable, right? Like, and then I guess the other thing is, how far do you take the whole physicality of the, of the league? So, that you know, it's a huge deep-rooted thing in NHL from what I'm aware of. You know, I, I never personally, like, this whole fighting crap in NHL. And, I, you know, I, if, if you guys don't, like, you know, I know some people, like, are pretty much grown up with it and they're like, whoa, no, it's part of the game. But honestly, it's just, like, why Why do you need to? Like, do you watch the game to see two people fight it out when you could be watching UFC or, like, boxing? Or are you trying to see people play hockey? Right? Like, I'll, actually, I'll say this. I will say yeah. this. For me, fighting doesn't really entice, like, make the game better, honestly. Even during the Battle of Alberta, I'm, I would be okay if there wasn't really that fighting. Remember last season with Kachuk and Cassian? Yes, remember, it, remember Smith, and, Smith and, uh, Cal- it, right? 
Was it really? Uh, or I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie, that was very okay. okay. I, that was very enjoyable. Like, I, it I, wasn't like I, I would say, yes, yeah, Smith and Talbot fighting. It was enjoyable, but at the same time. Smith is a much bigger guy than Talbot. Talbot has a family. He just yeah. got a kid. And yeah. the game would have still been fine without the fighting. I, I mean, overall, I, it still would have had the same intensity. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm, I'm pretty indifferent towards it. Like, I don't... Like it's it's not it's not the point of of like like you said it's not the point of the sport right like fighting is more of just I like to think of it as just its own thing it's a sideshow almost right it's a byproduct right. of the play that goes in the, in between but like I I don't think it should be banned right mm-hmm. like I mean like again like it's like there are actual fighting sports out there we want you know people watch boxing and people watch MMA right like you know UFC and whatnot right like yeah. it's you know, if you're, if you're going to advocate against violence in any sport, then I'm just like, there are literally more violent sports out there, right? No, but I'm talking about just, like, hockey itself. Like, no, 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 no. It's no. not UFC. Like, why have it? No, 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 but it's just... And it's, look, I understand people are, people do have counterpoints to this. Them, you know, like, the whole, like, you know, you fight to build up energy, right? Like, you fight because, like, something honestly, happens to your player. I don't, I don't know. Doing I don't know that. Because when people are like, oh, man, that, that fight gave that team so much momentum. I'm like, did it really, though? Like, I feel like it is. A big, a big I, hit would have done the same thing. Like, I, I feel like yeah, it yeah. would have done the same thing. It's, it's a wash. Well, I, would, I would assume so. I, I think you were just saying, like, quite honestly, like, I'm indifferent, right? If they took it out. If they're like, oh, you're gonna get like a five minute like major for like fighting someone, I'm like, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. If they kept it, that's mm-hmm. fine as well. I mean, like, yeah. like you guys have seen, the players have realized, right, that not only with like sports research and what's been going on, but like, if you want to live, it's like it's very common sense nowadays where it's like if you want to live like a decent life past forty, don't bang your head, don't don't get into fights with people unguarded. Like, but the problem is sometimes you're not the one. Legends avoid those hits. Like, but Justin, the problem is sometimes players aren't initiating fights. Some sometimes like somebody else is trying to fight with you, mm-hmm. and they're just trying to go at you, right? So like, what are you supposed to do then? Like, you're not getting protected by anyone. And you're well, just gonna no. get beat up, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? It's just like, which is why if they took it out, I wouldn't be against that. I wouldn't be against them keeping it in either because it's just it's so rare now, right? Well. How well many- how many fights were there even this season? Okay, isn't there still do fights still happen quite often, bro? No, fights are actually quite rare now and then. They're, so they're, it's dropped dude, it dropped quite a bit compared you compare to, it to say, like ten. Yeah, that's okay, but like, shouldn't we still like? So then, I guess it's not really. We shouldn't look at it relative wise. We should look at like actual like numerical wise. Like, like we should look drop at it below look like at, a certain number. Look at the Oilers games. Uh, other than how many fights were there? Cassian fought once. Kyra yeah. fought once. Were there any other fights? I could have sworn they fought like three times at least. Okay, guys, I'm I'm looking at the stats right now. Awesome. Because I cause and I, I will also I do want to mention when it comes to fighting, most of the time the two people who are fighting agreed to fight most of the right. time. Right, right, and, right. And if there's one player that's going after another player for fighting, most of the time that player they're going after did something to initiate that fight anyways, like a big okay, hit or something like that. So in Yeah, that, that's that's fair. I was just trying to make a hypothetical. I know it, it's I know it's rare that people just attack people. No, but the okay, problem so... is though Wait, wait, wait so doesn't have something. Hold up, hold up. Okay. So two thousand eight to two thousand nine, there were point six fights per game. Okay. In yeah. 2011, 2012, that dropped to point four four like fights per game. 
and then now since 2018 so up until now so basically like 10 10 years later um we're we're down to 0.19 fights per yeah. game it's you, it's literally it's having every five to ten years. Like at a point, you were expect to fight every two games, but now yeah. it's dropped down oh, to like make, every ten games. It makes sense too, because I mean, remember back in the early 2010s, right? Like the Oilers and other teams in the league, like they would dress enforcers, like the player type. Like to have an enforcer was to basically have a tough guy in the lineup that could fight I think- another tough guy. The the one enforcer I remember for the Oilers was George LaRock. I remember him quite <laughs> well. Nice. Steve McIntyre, who was huge, played for us for like I think a year or two as well. Like the thing is, like you just don't you don't see like you don't see enforcers getting dressed anymore because coaches yeah. have just realized that they're a waste of a roster spot. Yeah, all they're like, there to do is really get into a fight, give big hits. That's it. Yeah, like, why dress a player that can't play and that's just there to, like, be a tough guy? That's just, you're just wasting what could be a good spot for a good penalty killer, you know, a good energy guy, like, someone that can actually contribute to your, contribute to the scoreboard. Like, it's, like, I think, whether you want to, like, I think that's, again, like, I don't want to say that that's the cause of it. It's it's all correlated and whatnot, but it's, it's a byproduct of fighting going down, right? It's also... Coach is just realizing that, uh, what's the point of dressing enforcers? Let's just dress useful players, right? And so you have less guys that are just there to incite fights. Like, Luch, that's why Lucic, right? Aside from the fact that, you know, his skill is, like, decaying, he's one, he's a dying breed in the NHL. Like, yeah. not just, like, literally he is, because he, he was that power forward who was also an enforcer that could fight. And nowadays, you just don't see that anymore. You just have pure power forwards now that don't fight. A lot of people right? are saying Wilson would, is going to be the last... People are saying Wilson is going to be the last uh, enforcer type player we'll see, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, again, I'm... <laughs> I'm pretty indifferent to it. Like, I, I'm not like, oh, we should really, we should ban this. It's terrible, you know. Like, it's, it's, it's just if, if it happens, you know, it happens. I hope it, like, either player doesn't get hurt seriously, right? That's really it. But it's not like I'm a big fan of it either. Like, I'm the thing like, is, remember with Kyra's fight, he did get injured with it, and yeah, yeah. And he, when he and after he got injured and he came back, he was really not the same player. Yeah, he never he really was, got back to where he was. The thing is, like, remember, like, anytime you get those kind of like head injuries, like, there is potential for long-lasting, uh, you know, trauma that might, like, and even if it doesn't show up right away, it could show up later on. Like, that's that's the whole problem with these kind of injuries or right. hits mm-hmm. or anything like that to the to the head. And also, uh, Justin, I just like not not only talked about like our opinions and like how you know like is there a place for fighting in the game. I want to shift over back to, like, the actual rulings and, 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 like, the rules established for differentiating between what is punishable by the committee or whatever it's called and uh, what can stay on the ice and be considered, you know, like, typical kind of behavior. So, like, the thing is, and this is something, you know, we, we do got to realize, like, it's not easy to make all of these rules and whatnot. So, for example... You know, the whole intent to injure thing, like, where do you, where do you find the distinctions between that? Because if you're, your fighting is allowed. So, you know, and this is what people bring up a lot of times. It's like, you're, are you fighting? You're typically going to have the intent to harm, right? But that's not going to be 
like extra punishable. You're not gonna get well unless you do something completely insane in that fight, like something, like you know, something like <laughs> dropping someone and then punching them when they're on the ground. Okay, sure. But otherwise, you're not gonna get any extra fines or suspension. You, you you probably will get the you know, penalties and whatnot, right? But then you get into stuff like what we discussed with Wilson and Crosby and like you know a bunch of other incidents that happen all the time. Like where. Why is there like it just seems in the rules like there's not much distinctions going on between different scenarios because uh, first of all like the whole ragdolling thing isn't even there so that that's just gone and like w- people don't even have that like where where does that fit now yeah rag- ragdolling no, no has never been trying the rule. to put that anywhere yeah. sorry what ragdolling has never been in the rule books at all right and then, okay so there are other things that you know like. It seems like pretty reasonable, like, oh, this is something that you should get suspended for or fined for, right? Stuff like that. Like, so, like the whole, uh, uh, sorry, Wilson hitting Bushnevich on the ground. You know, that's something like pretty well defined because, you know, like a player isn't really able to defend themselves properly, don't really, aren't as aware because they're on the ground of what's going on. You know, it seems reasonable. Like, okay, that seems like common sense. But then, but then it's not it's not covering everything, right? And I understand it's hard. It, it gets hard because then you want to make everything consistent. You want to make sure you can find distinctions that everyone agrees with and that actually makes sense, but also don't, like, muck up the rules that are already in place. Otherwise, okay, you could try amending them too. So it's not easy. But at the same time, I it's not an excuse to say, well, you know, it's it's difficult. We should just just leave it, like, or just let them take the time. Like, like people do get hurt and then... If you're letting guys like Wilson just keep on injuring people or hurting people, you're not doing anything about it. The rules aren't being changed. You're not making any distinctions about how to really break down these different punishments and what different scenarios should be punished. Then people get away with it. And then, and then teams take it matters in their own hands once again. And then, you know, that cause, like that could cause more injury. So how long does it really take, right? Like this should be a process. This, should, this should, process should be going on all the time. Like, Okay, sure, maybe they're doing it, right? Maybe, maybe all these people are looking into this, but I just haven't really seen enough progress in the last few years, at least. It, it, it doesn't seem like... Like, for example, this whole ragdolling thing. Is this ever going to be put in the rules? I have no idea now. Like, probably five years later, we'll be saying the same shit. The only big progress the NHL has really had is with the fighting. Because uh, that's really the only thing that's really gone down quite significantly in the NHL. Um, also, I guess with a high hit, um, to the oh, head, that's okay, definitely yeah. gone down. Uh, cause now there's like, you, you'll definitely get suspended if you hit, get hit in the head. But stuff yes. like ragdolling, wrestling, that is one thing that Angel really hasn't focused on at all. Right. And those are the two, those are the big in- incidents that happened this season. So I'm hoping that the Angel does take a hard look at it this off season, but I, I, I don't really have high pro- uh, high hopes for it, to be honest. Yeah, this this stuff like uh, like so for example like the, you know I really should have searched up this like the guy's name like when Crosby was getting armbarred by someone that's a legit arm breaking move. You what what if someone shoulder locks you, head locks you? Like are those are those defined as yeah, punishable? Like yeah. I don't like what if someone puts you in an ankle lock? Like what the fu- like what is I, mean, I don't understand. Do you, do you guys remember when Crosby chopped that dude's finger off? Oh, oh shit, I don't you know. know. I'm not Yeah, I can remember that. Speaking of how star players get don't get preferential treatment, they also don't get punished for shit as well. Yeah. 
Yo, that's what the NHL so bad, man. The Yo, NHL McDavid and Dry have learned that. that. McDavid and Dry have learned well, that. Well, I, so, wouldn't, so, I wouldn't say that. Didn't Dry like, recently try elbowing someone in the face David. and he got fined? Oh, but McDavid's, I guess it doesn't really matter. McDavid had no, that no shot on that Montreal right. player earlier this year. Crosby literally chopped the guy's finger off. Like, I mean, Was it on purpose? That's... That's what the game is promoting, man. The game is just promoting. Just it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't on purpose. It was just. It happened. <laughs> like, no, like, did he know? Did, did he know there was a player beside him or something? Like, I don't. I think he was just trying to get the puck, trying to get the positioning, and just ended up slashing his finger. So <laughs> why did he get suspended if, like, it was out of, like, it was an accident? Like, he was, he was just trying to get the puck. Like, is it just because his stick was too high or something? Is that why? Or I mean, he didn't mean, obviously, he didn't mean to chop his finger. Would that, would that, no, but why, why should he, why should he be suspended? Like, is it, so is it like no, a no, thing? No, no, guys, like, guys, what it that? Was still, it still looked like a malicious chop. Justin, sure. was that the slashing call that made, like, cause there was, like, one play, I don't know if it was that play, that changed the rule book in terms of slashing that even just like a little whack is a slashing call. Before it was like, it had to be like oh an actual God. slash. <laughs> but now even like oh the slightest God. like, uh, see, hit, okay, see, like this, is, this is exactly is what I'm talking now. about, right? The distinction. Where do you make these distinctions? So now they've gone overboard. With so slashing, like they've gone overboard. With slashing, see, this, this is the problem. This is, this is exactly the problem I'm, I'm trying to talk about. Like, I, I understand it's not easy because like now you have to make sure what so you know when I because I, I watch a lot of football and I'm not talking about NFL for any of you <laughs> Americans like I'm talking about real football over here okay otherwise I'm a soccer uh you know you have yes. rules that are like actually subjective in terms of how the referee can apply it so when you have like stuff like fouls and what going on it's up to the referee to be like you know it's it's up to their discretion to see like how like how hard was this tack like okay, what well, foul, right? Like, what was the intent? Like, can you see an intent? Like, can you understand if there's an intent going on there? Because, you know, like, for, for example, like, the whole point isn't to go overboard, even though some of the rules have changed. So, like, for, like, this slashing thing, that, that seems, like, that sounds like it's gone overboard. Like, that, if you're barely tapping anyone, why is that a penalty? But at the same time, right, like, they're trying to get away, like, now they changed it, but then the thing is, like, you should make distinctions. So for a referee... A referee should make the discretion, and it should be trained to be able to do this, is to see how... Okay, so then I know this might contradict what I said before about, like, you know, it's the intent and the actual performing of the action that should be punishable. But in terms of, like, lightly tapping someone, I don't I don't think that's the same thing because you're clearly not hurting someone, and, like, I don't think there's an intention. Otherwise, you could have just straight up whacked them and chopped their finger off. Like, Right? So, like, you should make a distinction, a distinction where it's like, oh, like, you know, it came down pretty hard and fast. It, like, it came down at a specific position, right? And you can judge, like, oh, were they trying to hit someone there? Or, see, then this is where the other problem becomes. Sometimes, like, you, you might have to make a rule where it's like you just can't do an action, like, regardless, because like, even if you do it by accident, it could hurt someone. So you have to make sure you don't do it. Like, I think there's rules like that in hockey, like the whole um, high-sticking stuff, right? Like, it's... It's not supposed like it's it's supposed to be penalized yeah. because you you could do it by accident right you could be trying to get the puck out of the air but you know you could hurt someone really bad especially like upper body blows happened so just today, take it out make it happened in the Leafs and Canadians game today it was completely <laughs> by accident yeah the guy the guy's helmet was in his face he, he couldn't see anything and his stick ended up going in the air it's a, a Leafs yeah and player. then like. 
like, like an analog to that in in football, like soccer, is like the whole like high high boot thing, where it's just like players aren't really allowed to like jump and stick their legs all the way up high into the chest head levels, like because they don't want people accidentally or like yeah hitting people into their heads. So it's like they they tell you you know so players now cons like consciously are aware that like oh we can't do this so don't do this or else you're gonna get penalized right. Same thing in NHL. You know, stuff like that makes sense to me because now you're trying to avoid that, like, high risk of an injury because of accidents. But then uh, you don't want to go too overboard where, like, you know, any light tap by a per, uh, player's stick on the wrist is considered slashing, where clearly it's not. Like, it's not doing anything. It, like, it did it, like, it didn't actually affect the player whatsoever who got slashed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I put that in air quotes. Uh, I forgot we're not re- <laughs> putting this on video. Uh, he, but then, he... He put, yeah, okay. Yeah, but then when you look at the situation where, like, so, you know, we're talking about, like, the Tom Wilson stuff. Okay, so then people can argue, oh, wait a minute. Uh, how do you break this down then? Because, like, okay, so you're trying to punch, like, you know, he, okay, so he punched Mishnaver on the ground, but that doesn't really seem like you can defend him much there. But then the whole Panarin thing, you could be like, oh, well, how much is it, right? Like, did he throw him down to the ice softly? Right? Can you consider that not like punishable? Like, because can you d- make a distinction between him throwing him lightly and then same with Crosby, or uh, you know him slamming him with actual intent and be like, oh, he didn't give a shit, like he was acting reckless. See, at that point, I think it becomes a bit different. Where like, I think you shouldn't just have you shouldn't have that action happening whatsoever, because the risk is far greater. I think because like, what if you can't really control how much you're throwing? Like, what if you do control how like hard you're con- like you're throwing someone down to the rink, but what if that player still gets injured because they're not as tough, right? Like, the, w- with the whole slashing thing, it's like there are like for most people like you're wearing similar type equipment. That equipment is supposed to help guard you. You know, you're getting slashed. Okay, fair enough. I understand. You can still get slashed in unprotected areas of your body. But the thing is, like, with I think the risk is just. For injury and and like longer longer lasting and permanent injury, I think it's greater when when your players are doing something like for you know like absolutely like drop kicking people like you know trying to put them into arm bars or like just throwing them on the ice because even if you're trying to do it softly, like you could still hurt some. Well, I mean you could mess it up too. Like it's easy to mess that up, and I'm sure you can mess it up if you're you know trying to poke check and you trip someone. Sure, fine, but I think there's like. There's more of a margin for something going wrong when when you try to like try wrestling or like UFC like like it just I I feel like see that's something people can argue about like it, for for any of you guys that you know think that what I'm saying isn't consistent that's fine I understand I I'm not trying to make it like I'm just trying to say like for me I think there should be differentiations between different scenarios so like for slashing and stuff like that I think it's fine like, if someone does it lightly nothing happened, it was kind of an accident, it wasn't really malicious. But then if Wilson's even, like, even if Wilson's trying to, like, lightly shove Panarin down, like, it has to be very clear that, like, what he did wasn't going to hurt Panarin, really. Like, like if he's trying to push him down to his knees or something, I could say, fine, I can understand that. But he's throwing his, he's, he's having him by the head, right, like, the hair, the shoulders, and you're slamming him down head first. Right? That's different. That's a different scenario. Like, you can't tell me that's the same. I'm just gonna softly get him down to his knees. <laughs> 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 Very soft. 
softly and gently. I'm just gonna get him down on his knees. This is broke back mountain too, everyone. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, boys. Well, I just want to say before we go, because we should probably wrap up. Now. We gotta wrap this up. We gotta wrap it up. Um, I do just want to say, if you go back a couple episodes in our round one predictions, I said Montreal in seven. So. I also want to end this off on a nice little light tone. Um, we're Oilers fans, so it's nice to see that Toronto doing poorly. So I'll I'll say this. Uh, the Maple Leafs have now lost seven straight potential series clinchers, tying for the second longest streak in the NHL history. Books. Oh, my God. That's not well. Good. Yeah. That's some trouble level so, there. Hope I'm, everyone... I'm just so I can see if this, uh, you know, if this comes to be. But it's gonna be somewhat of a happy day for Oilers fans if the ch- Leafs choke it. Yeah, it would. It would. Eh, but, I mean, yeah, it would alleviate some of the pain. But dude, like, it, it, that, that pain's still there. Get ready, get ready, everyone, for our next episode. Where uh, episode three, it was the Oilers uh, pre-depression chat. Get ready for the Oilers actual depression chat okay, on so our next got, uh, podcast, next I'll episode. Samra will moderate. Yeah, Samra will moderate. <laughs> but for now, hope everyone enjoyed uh, our our rant for NHL player safety. Stay healthy, stay safe. We're almost through COVID, almost there. But <laughs> in the meantime, this is Justin Samra Rahul signing off on our fourth <laughs> episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hell yeah.